0: Oh, hey guys, this is me, D. Williams, again, with This Comics Life, and on this exciting almost year-ends episode, episode 50, it's gonna be me, once again, all by myself, giving it to you old school style yeah and I'm not talking about that weird time at your cousin's house in Branson no I'm talking about another OG episode with all me just me yep and maybe a character or who knows what it's just gonna be me showing you some more stand-up uh no guest this week but it's gonna be awesome because the live episode that you've been waiting for the one year anniversary live show is gonna be full in effect soon 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 guys it's gonna be May 12th again yeah if you guys want to go see the live show with me and a bunch of different guests i will be telling you all the guests the full lineup at the end of the show so stay tuned for the end or if you just want to skip to the end you can listen to all of who's gonna be there may 12th at the oc steelhouse it's gonna be awesome so if you guys want to check that out definitely come if you don't it'll be online who knows (laughs) but of course you need to come see it live all right enough plugs let's get into this crazy episode i don't know what i'm talking about but we'll get into it then all right let's check this out love some tool and they're coming to la and well i guess yeah if you want to call a way out in the middle of nowhere la uh yeah glenn helen uh you know it's halfway to vegas but it's gonna be awesome (laughs) tool is being reunited with also primus what guys uh, haven't been uh, on Facebook as much as I have, uh, yeah, I've been noticing a uh, Tool is coming back to uh, live audiences. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. If you guys are into uh, late 90s, uh, I don't know what you would want to call it. it. It's definitely rock, but like what kind of rock? It's uh, Is it like, uh, you know, not grunge and not like, you know, post like uh, neo grunge or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> It's it's weird uh, how 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 do you have to like you know um, put everything into a specific genre and now you can mix genres and now we can totally have subgenres of amongst subgenres of music. Uh, hey guys, by the way, this is a music episode. Nah, it's not ep- <laughs> Yep, it's not a music episode. But I wish in you know, a in a small way, I wish I did a music episode once in, in a while, and you know maybe did like you know a music show. That would be kind of cool. Uh, obviously, I, I I did have a fondness for radio back when I was in college. I did, uh, you know, a few music shows back then. I also did a weird experimental, like, poetry show. What is slam poetry? Let's grow a tree. What is a slam poet? Is he a poet? What is it? It full of shit. Full of wit. Full of it. Is he a bit of an eccentric poet? It was college guys. I know I was trying to get, you know, laid. I was trying to, you know, try You know, it was like trying to be different, trying to, uh, there was this slam poetry night that was on campus and it was totally like every Thursday night. And I had to be there because as a radio show, uh, intern or a, a, employee of the radio station, I had to do a lot of live events, like uh, audio setup. So like any time when like a live event would need audio, you know, a PA, microphones, uh, speakers, any of that stuff, they would ask the radio station, hey, come and have a guy set all that stuff up for us, please. And that would be me. I would step in. Haha, I am here with all the audio cables and microphones that you... Slam poet's need for all of your uh you know poetry lovingness, <laughs> but it was a lot of like you know guys that were doing stuff like Rudy Francisco one if I could, I would nail these hands to the edges of stars, I would sacrifice this body to the sky, hoping to resurrect as someone spiteful enough to not care about you anymore. Two. staple me to a cross pierce my side with a broken promise and i will bleed all the crippled reasons why you deserve one more chance three loving you was the last thing that i felt really good at really cool stuff you know it was it was majority uh you know black people like this that and this and uh it's like that and like this and like that it's like this. Then who gives fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode. the whole school was majority black. It was it was it was a very uh, diverse school and when I say diverse it was like a lot of guys from like, you know, different sides of Compton, different sides of Watts. Like there was a very diverse amount of black people. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> And me, of course, and a few other white guys. You know, I would say there were maybe like ten percent white people on population. Uh, I went to Cal State Dominguez Hills in the beautiful city of Carson, right next to now where the StubHub Center is, and it's also the home of the Chargers. Uh, yeah, whoopee! <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a really big football fan. I'm not definitely a Chargers fan either. I, I have I could really care less. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, college and the radio station and poetry. Yeah, so I would go and set up all these things and, uh, you know, just have to, like, listen to the poets. And some of it was bad. Obviously, it was like an open mic setting. So, you know, there were guys hosting that knew what they were doing. That would kind of get the night going, you know, maybe read a few poems at the beginning and then bring on other, you know, just... People that showed up that wanted to read whatever they had to, you know, read, and some of it was good. It's like open mic comedy. It's like any open mic. You know, some of it was awesome, and and you would do the. Wow, that was really good. But you can't say it. You can't clap it. You gotta just snap it. Just snap it. Oh yeah. Mmm. That guy's getting laid tonight because he's getting a lot of snaps. But anyway, that's the. A... <laughs> I wish I could get those snaps. <laughs> Oh, snaps, bro. Snaps. Every time when I say snaps, I realize that I have a big lisp. I I am now realizing how much of a lisp I have and how much of a mush mouth I have by listening to this much of a, of a podcast, you know, I'm sure you guys have realized it. And maybe that's why, uh, you know, I'm not getting into the millions is because nobody wants to hear my voice. What if I had this exact same podcast, but it had like, you know, somebody with a really cool voice reading all of my lines or doing exactly what I've been doing this whole time. <laughs> like I, I could only imagine like what Christian Bale could bring to this podcast. If I had the same humor just had a christian bale voice that would be so sweet like a like a christian bale like circa like him trying to do like american psycho like i don't know what i am but i know that i am daryl williams and i like huey lewis in the news very much there is an essence of what daryl williams is but i am not that i am an idiot <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, cable lately and it's it's been on like I, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, American Psycho recently but uh, go give it a watch it's uh, worth uh, watching <laughs> anyway oh uh, man what movies have been out lately there's been a lot of movies out get out still haven't seen it. <laughs> Hopefully nobody spoils it still for me, and uh, I'm I'm glad that nobody has that I've listened to on podcasts. So that's cool. Uh, saw Lego Batman, that was tight. Uh, can't wait for uh, more Lego movies. It's gonna be really cool seeing, uh, you know, Lego Gilligan's Island, maybe or Lego. Uh... <laughs> Ooh, Lego Alf. How about we make a Lego Alf movie? That would be sweet. Or how about oh, here we go, Lego Eighteen. That would be so cool. We already have an A-Team franchise. You know, why not bring back Liam Neeson and, uh, what's his face, uh, Bradley Cooper? Come on, man, Lego 18. That would be tight. Man, I'm trying to figure out, like, what movies need to be Lego-fied. <laughs> if we could just, like, you know, make any movie lego like, what movies would really be cool in Lego form? Does it always have to be action packed, or could you have like a dinner with Andre, like in Lego form? Would that be cool? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money? And that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep and somebody who's asleep will not say no? I don't even think you could make a movie like Dinner with Andre anymore. I don't even think you would call it a movie now. It's more like just an episode of like just a tv show if that you know it's hard and i'm sure yeah if you've seen fences you could probably see it in modern day times but it is interesting to see how you can like bring a play into like movie form and then you can totally see even though you there's a lot of times when you've watched a movie and you can totally go like oh yeah this was a play at one point and you've never i'm i did that with the movie closer and i didn't even know that it was a play until i started like watching it halfway through you know probably around a time when natalie portman was like stripping for uh, clive owen i i was definitely going like oh yeah this is a play this is definitely a play that i wish i watched live <laughs> i wish i was uh, seeing natalie portman strip live yeah that's what i'm really wishing <laughs> when i was watching that movie but no it was like uh just a uh, a play because it's also you know anytime when you see a movie that has a shitload of dialogue in it you're like oh yeah this was on stage at one point Mm-hmm. I get it but speaking of strip clubs I recently went to a strip club I know humble brag <laughs> but I went to a strip club because I was recently hanging out at a bachelor party in San Diego for the weekend yeah it was a very cool trip with a bunch of cool guys uh, my uh, girlfriend's brother is getting married yep it's it's you guys don't hate on him he's really cool uh his fiance is really cool as well they're both really meant for each other and they're and i don't mean that in a bad way or anything like no they're really like just really good together they fit well yeah like uh two legos you know (laughs) keeping it on the lego uh and they're not sponsoring me at all but uh yeah legos are a metaphor for life and they make great movies Anyway, okay, I'm at the strip club, and it's it's like a strip club. You know, there's chicks, there's dudes, you know, everything that you would think a strip club's like. And here's the one thing that I haven't noticed in the last time I was at a strip club, but it's different now, and, and this is different. Like, in between each girl's dance routine... They uh, come on stage and wipe off like the pole with like this like cleaning solution. So they're totally like, you know, spraying down the pole and then like wiping down the pole, but they're still doing it in like a sexy way. So they're not just like going up on stage and like still in their G string and stuff and just like doing like a, you know, very like industrial like cleaning. No, it's like kind of like a light like, hey, I'm still kind of like moving and grooving, but I'm also trying to get that last girl's jizz off this thing real quick mm-hmm yeah guys wait for me don't wait like hey still come around still give me dollars, but make sure like I'm just gonna get this really quick here all right guys hit it uh dj <laughs> and then the d j starts the song and then she gets into her strip routine, which is really cool <laughs> but I've noticed she's still getting dollars as like... You know, she's cleaning the pole before the dance. Like, she's not even dancing, and she's just cleaning the pole, still kind of doing it sexy, and getting dollars. Getting guys, like, throwing money at her. So I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this isn't for hygiene reasons. Like, she could probably be just, like, spraying actual water on the pole or anything. Maybe she's spraying it with lube or something, so she's, like, getting it really slippery. I don't know, though, like ins and outs of what being a stripper is all about but like maybe you don't want like a pole that's super slippery you probably want one that's kind of dry so you can kind of get a good grip on it i don't know anyway for whatever reason this wasn't a cleaning apparatus like this wasn't a cleaning motion and maybe it was like maybe it was like a dual effect but what i'm thinking is is that guys love to see girls cleaning stuff so why not like add that extra fantasy for the dudes and then get a little bit extra money on the side too like you know it's like one extra step like okay i'm going to do this like you know spread eagle like backwards slide down the pole but before that i'm going to clean it so i can get 20 extra dollars too for cleaning it <laughs> i love it i love it and that just proves to you ladies that uh guys want to see you clean and they will give you money for it if you do it in a sexy way <laughs> And here's the virtual slap from the ladies. So uh, I, I won't be that misogynistic for uh, for you. <laughs> but we're talking about strippers here, ladies. Come on now. Like, who's really getting, like, you know, the joke played on? Us or you? Like, we're giving you money to do stuff that you would normally do for free. We're just too dumb to get it for free. <laughs> guys are just so stupid, like, and they're too lazy, I think. It's like, you know, they don't want to put in the effort to try to get this woman to do all the stuff that she would do on stage for him for free. So instead, it's like, hey, how about you just uh, do it for 50 bucks, huh? (laughs) I don't have the game or the wit or the uh, actual, like, prowessness to get you to uh, find me witty or attractive in real life. So I'm just going to hand you money and hope you do it for that. Huh? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I get it. I've been on that both sides. I'm just upset that I don't have the money to do that. You know, I guess maybe I'd be more uh, willing and less judgmental about uh, this whole idea about strip clubs if I had, in fact, a lot of money to throw around at strip clubs. Who knows? I think I would just rather just, you know, spend that amount of money just hanging out with her and possibly getting sex at the end. You know, I like that, like, idea of, like, it's a gamble. You know, like, oh, I didn't play my moves right? Oh, I guess that's, you know, something on me, something that I need to learn. You know, it's like open my comedy. Bringing it back to Comedy. It's like Open My Comedy in the sense of like a date is like going up on stage for five minutes with new material. You know, you don't know how it's going to go. Maybe it goes well. Maybe the audience likes it or maybe the audience wants to punch you in the face after you make a stupid stripper misogynistic joke. (laughs) See, that's the game you play. That's the dice you roll when you're doing comedy, when you're dating, when you're doing a lot of things. It's always like, well, this might go well. Who knows? Hopefully it goes well. Hopefully it doesn't get me, you know, punched in the face or gets me a lot of nasty emails saying how stupid I am. (laughs) But either way, you got to do it. You got to try. You got to just go like, well, this is it. I guess. I don't know. Hopefully it'll work. And sometimes it has. You know, in comedy, I felt those those wins and I don't want to humble brag obviously, but it's also worked in my dating life because I am not a virgin and it wasn't because I had 50 bucks either. <laughs> anyway, oh, speaking of lovemaking and Legos, bringing it back, uh we should definitely have a Lego, you know, remains of the day or some sort of like, you know, sense and sensibility, some sort of like, you know, Lego movie for the chicks. Something that's going to make them go, oh, wow. Like, why isn't there a Downton Abbey Lego set? Hmm? Come on now. Let's find it, guys. Anywho. Oh, should I get into this this week's uh, episode of open mic goodness yeah let's do this all right guys let me set it up for you this just is a little bit of a new material that i've had uh just kind of simmering and uh you this is the first time i've said it on stage so it's kind of just me trying to get it out trying to just figure out how to say it and uh, i think it goes over well i think some of the premises are kind of cool i also think that it's uh you know Uh, Not necessarily topical stuff, who knows, but it's definitely stuff that I have been thinking of. This is stuff, a lot of this material, uh, oddly enough, came from me right before I was going to bed. Because I don't know where it comes from, but right before I go to sleep, I start thinking of a lot of weird stuff. Maybe that just puts me to sleep most of the time, because it's so weird that it's like, oh, this is weird, I gotta go to sleep. (laughs) But other times, it's like, whoa, this is so weird, I gotta write this shit down. And then I have to force myself to get up and and do it. But it is like one of those uh, Mitch Hedberg bits, where, you know, you try to psych yourself out, thinking like, is this really funny? Should I really write this down? But then you tell yourself, it is funny. It must be written down. And, uh... Then you go on stage and then you realize, oh, wait, I could have used that more sleep. I I didn't need to write this down. I could have actually gone to bed and not remembered any of this stuff. (laughs) But you guys be the judge of it. I don't know. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll work after a few more times I've said it and tried to figure out the beats. But it's uh, just a couple of uh, new bits, new premises about uh, just a lot of weird stuff. Me finding out what's the difference between gay and super gay and uh, military time and <laughs> it goes over well kind of maybe not <laughs> anyway let's uh figure it out together and i'll talk more about it after this all right Welcome, Daryl Yeah. That's the most female contact I've had in a long time. Just a little pat on the back. You guys know. <laughs> you don't. Uh, yeah, how, how are all of you guys doing? Great. Loving life? Living it? Yeah. You guys, why are humans so peculiar? Why are we so dumb? I find it so odd that like our human instincts are totally not what evolution should be like doing. We are not evolving in the right way. Like, Why is it that our human instinct, when we find out that when we loan a car to our best friend and a meteor accidentally hits that car, our first instinct is to think, why the fuck did I loan him that car? It's never thinking to ourselves, well, I'm hoping that he's not in that car, or I'm sure glad I got meteor insurance. No, it's why the fuck did I ever let him, I knew he was gonna park it right under a meteor when I gave it to him, I just knew it. Like, why is that our instinct? Our instinct also is to manipulate the time of measurement in stupid ways. Like, everything is, like, super or extreme and it's never, like, really that way. It's, it's a little at best. Like, recently I was telling my friend that I went to the beach for the first time this year with my brother. And since he's so white, I had to put sunscreen on his back, like, three times throughout the day. And my friend, without missing a beat, came back with me at, dude, that's super gay. Like, really? Like... Let's all spend one second thinking of something way more gay than rubbing lotion on your brother's back. I mean, it doesn't take much, but it's not constituting super gay. It's just a little gay at best. Especially since my brother is gay. There you go. Someone's alive. Or are you guys just really cramming for SATs? Is SAT still a thing? (laughs) I haven't even been in school that long. Like, it's been so long since I've had, like, any test. <sighs> Speaking of confusing things, like math, why the fuck does the military still have military time? It's so confusing. Like, I thought we were spo- the military was supposed to be, like, the most technical savvy, like, having the most ingenuity. Like... When was saying, meet me at the rendezvous at 2,400 hours easier than saying, meet me at midnight? It's never been that way. Like, we're trying to make things easier, and the military's making things harder. Like, when has anybody ever heard the word midnight and went, what, what, wait, what time is that? Especially, too, like, oh, 800 hours? Now you're just saying o's for no reason. Come on. Why aren't we saying just 800 hours? Not only that, but like, when the first time I heard the word in the, like, when me and my friends in the backyard were playing war, and he said, oh, I'm gonna hit you with a take at, oh, 800 hours. I was like, so what is that, like, July? (laughs) It's like March right now. Oh, you're not actually meaning 800 hours, you're meaning 8 a.m. Like, why don't you just say fucking 8 (laughs) a.m.? And whatever happened to, like, it's not 2,400. Like, that's not even the correct way to say that number. It's 2,400. Like, we're teaching each other, like, a way to tell time. And then as soon as you get a gun in your hand, they're like, fuck that time. Here's a new time that you got to learn. And not only that, but you have to have, like, math skills to know military time. Like, as soon as someone said, like, Meet us at 23, 4,500 hours. I'd be like, wait, wait, let me bust out an abacus. I need a fucking, okay. Obviously, the military doesn't have abacuses, so I'd probably actually really have to, like, hit up a black guy named Abacus and say, dude, what time was it? And he'd say, we're killing the Laden right before bed. All right, guys, I'm glad that uh, you guys somewhat came to life at the end. Get ready to come to life even more with April. No. All right. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful. All right, everybody wasn't that a great set from the world famous library and if it's not world famous yet it'll be world famous once i become world famous because people will go back and listen to this shit and like it'll be like you know sacred archives of like when was it when did he say his first joke was it at the library or was it at blacklight district lounge who was to say and then there will be a stuffy uh historian that's like i believe that he never said a joke ever in his life (laughs) and then the ghost of me back handsome anyway (laughs) all right let's get into this first little bit uh i was just talking to myself one day about like you know human instinct and it's so crazy how we like to blame others for no matter what happens in our life you know whether it be you know some fault of our own or if it's just like a cosmic you know mishap you know anytime when something bad happens we're always looking to blame something and 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 we're never going to blame it on ourselves. You know, we're never going to, like, take ownership and go, like, you know, with this premise, like, loaning your car to your best friend. You know, we'll never take ownership and go, like, well, maybe it's on me that I let him borrow my car. So, you know, this is a lesson that I need to learn. No, it's always like, why the fuck did he park it under the meteor? What? I knew he was going to do that. That guy always drives erratically, and I never understood why he always wants to park it under meteors. But what the fuck? And blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like any time when something just cosmic happens. Like, I've had that happen to me where one time I was at a grocery store. And you know how, like, the, like, fruit is just set up where it's just, like, totally just, like, in a big pyramid of oranges? And, you know, if you take out, like, the bottom orange, it'll just, like, cause, like, this, like, you know, catastrophe and just, like, a a big ripple effect and all the oranges will fall off one another and and just, you know, cause, like, a huge comical, like, uh, that happened to me, but that's the thing. I swear I didn't touch it at all. I just walked by it, and for whatever reason, I don't know what it was. The air, the atmosphere, some sort of ghost, whatever happened, but, like, an orange just somehow just got nuzzled or jostled, and and the whole pyramid fell. And then, of course, everybody in the whole, like, you know, fruit section just instantly looked at me and was like, you, you're the asshole that did this. And I was like, what? I... I tried to tell everybody in that, like, you know, mindfuck, like, human melt like, this isn't my fault, this is totally something that just happened, you know, I didn't do it, Um, I didn't, and if I did, it was, you know, me pushing molecules, it wasn't me actually, like, you know, touching an orange or anything. But here's the thing. Nobody's going to buy that. They're always looking for, like, yeah, who did it? Who fucking did it? Oh, you touched the oranges? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Even though I believe in ghosts, and if somebody asked me if I, uh, you know, thought that Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior, I would tell them, hell, yeah, it is. But if I told them, hey, I didn't touch those oranges, and they just magically fell off, and, like, the whole pile just fell they would be like, bullshit, no it didn't, you touched it, I'm a human, I'm gonna be rational and think of the most logical explanation, and that is you being an idiot and touching one of those oranges. It's not gonna be like, you know, something like, I don't know what happened, but... That's the thing, like, humans will think to themselves, and I'm talking like I'm not one of them, (laughs) but I am a human, I'm not a reptile in disguise, I'm not like, you know, Hillary Clinton, or any of the Illuminati or anything like that, no, I'm just talking like, I always find it funny, like, that I'm part of this race, but I find it so peculiar how this race acts, and I don't mean race, I mean species, (laughs) species, uh, homo sapien, yeah, whatever we are, we act so odd, and it's like, we're just looking for easy answers, For everything, you know, but it's always like pick and choose and we're always like, you know, thinking like whether it suits us well enough. Like, you know, we can't we can't say God's teaching me a lesson. So he pulled out this orange to have me have like humility within my life. No, it's like you obviously touched it, bro. You're fucking idiot for pulling out the bottom one, but we can still say. Well, there's God in our lives because uh, you know something good happened to me when I had a, a good interview, so I can say that He was behind me, uh, helping me in that interview. When so, it's like perfectly okay to like pick and choose like when we're gonna believe in magic and when we're not gonna believe in magic. Do you believe in magic? I don't know how that becomes an instinct, or is that even, yeah, something that we've evolved into, or is it something that we've always had? I don't know if it's even funny, or should be brought on stage, who knows, but let's get into the second premise that kind of works a little well, uh, until, you know, it didn't really work until I called my brother gay, (laughs) and that's like trying to figure out this uh, idea of, uh, you know, super gay and non-super gay. You're gay for saying that. And I think it is just like this idea of like, it doesn't matter if it's super or not. Is it just gay or not? (laughs) I mean, that sounds gay. I just want you to know that this is, like, the first conversation of, like, three conversations that leads to you being gay. Maybe we should make super gay, like, a really cool thing. Like, you know, this is a new millennial slang. So, like, when millennials say that's super gay, you're like, oh, really? Wow, thanks, man. Wow, he really, he he called me super gay. Whoa. And then let's have super gay mean, like, very helpful. And, like, you know, you're looking at, like, you're looking towards like people's well-being first over yourself because that's what it was you know with this scenario with the like the sunscreen and my brother and going to the beach and everything so like you know me being thoughtful and wanting to think of my uh, brother's well-being and not having him get sunburnt that's super gay so that's a good thing though so it's like oh wow that's super gay you must really care about your brother You are so thoughtful, man. You're super gay. You know how I know you're gay? You like Coldplay. I don't know. In another open mic too, uh, there's a, a time where I was like trying to figure out like what's the least gay thing that you could do. Like what? Say hello to somebody with your eyes, you know, just from across the room. Hey, how you doing? But you say it with your eyes, you know, not your mouth or your you know face or whatever. <laughs> your whole well, I guess you say it with your whole face, you know. But but just you know, no lips, just like above, you know. Your nose (laughs) You say it with your uh, eyes and forehead That's the least gay you could be. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay, and you can tell who other gay people are. Of course. And the last bit is the military time bit, Uh, and and this is a new premise that I've just thought about. And uh, yeah, of course, I've been thinking about the military for a long time. And how do you get into it without trying to like, you know, get a political belief behind it, and just try to like, you know, make fun of the absurdity instead of trying to like get behind like a oh who should we bomb and who shouldn't we bomb and blah blah blah. Like I could really care about the political aspects of the military and I just want to get to why we still use that time and why that time even was created in the first place oh no shit, what have we got here fucking comedian uh how is that time even a better way to say it and and more and less confusing if if anything, it's always been more confusing to me and not only that like I didn't say this in the uh you know bit itself because I was thinking about it after the fact, and that's the idea of. It's always on the even number. No, you know, there's always oh, meet us at the rendezvous point at oh eight hundred hours, or meet us over at uh, Bin Laden's uh, chicken coop at uh, twelve hundred hours. It's always like on the even number, or always at the top of the hour. Like, why is that? Like, I've never heard of like a commander in chief or anybody in the military go, hey, and we killed him, and we crossed over this bridge, and then at twenty three, twenty four hundred hours, we went and killed Bin Laden. Yeah. Hoorah! Superfy! Nope, never heard of any of that. It's always like we went to the mess hall at 0, 0800 hours, uh, yeah, and we, uh, cleaned the latrine at 0, 01200, and then we also, uh, killed Bin Laden at 2200. Private Pile, I'm gonna give you three seconds, exactly three fucking seconds, to wipe that stupid looking grin off your face, or I will gouge out your eyeballs and skull fuck you! <laughs> I don't know why, it's always, uh, that way, but. Maybe it's a dumb premise, maybe I should just shut up and stop talking about the military at all, and I don't know, but if you guys like these bits, if you liked any of these uh, new open mic sets, please let me know, and I will definitely keep doing them. If not, I won't do them. (laughs) You are pukes! You are the lowest form of life on Earth! You are not even human fucking beings! You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. Yeah, I like that Abacus bit, too. I like that little bit of, uh, you know, I got to use an Abacus. and uh, Or maybe ask a black guy named Abacus. Oh, man. And, of course, I guarantee you there's a black guy out there named Abacus. <laughs> abacus Finch. Yep. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, nub-nuts? Anyway, guys. All right. Well, I think we're going to get on out of here. I think I'm going to wrap this bitch up. Yeah. I think I've been uh, offending enough people and uh, saying stupid diatribes for enough episode. So, guys, definitely tune in next week for a whole brand new episode. It will probably be with a guest. Who knows what it will be? But definitely tune in. And also, if you're going to tune in in the next couple of weeks, I would definitely suggest you do so because it's going to be the live ultimate one-year anniversary taping extravaganza episode yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be also if you want to see it live in person and you're in the oc area it's gonna be at the oc steelhouse a uh may 12th seven o'clock anaheim california it's free there's gonna be drinks food comics everything and of course me live in person and without further ado here is the full set list Live May 12th, we're going to see Jose Juan Pazos, Anthony Mojica, Marty Wurst, Kyle Gridley, Ramon Hernandez, Seth Woodward, Joshua Waldrop, and headlining Tony Alfano. Yep, it's going to be a great, great show full of a lot of cool guests that I've had on this last year. So if you guys want to check out any of their episodes and find out a little bit more about those guys before the live show, definitely check them out. There are all great episodes. So guys, tune in or better yet, show up live May 12th, O.C. Steelhouse, Anaheim, 7 o'clock. Yeah! All right, guys, without further ado, all right, guys, now, enough of me jabbering on. Definitely tell a million friends and follow me on social media. You know what to do, and yeah, guys, I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad that you're spreading the word. It's all because of you guys that I'm doing this, and it's all been a great year. All thanks to you. Thanks again, guys, and peace out.